You are listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud, conversations about trauma and healing from two women who are doing the work. My name is Jeremiah Jones, and I am the producer of this podcast. In today's episode, Candace and Cher process the question, why dig up the past? Is there a way to dig up past stories of harm that leads to healing and a growing freedom? Once we have the courage to share our stories with a safe person, current life struggles begin to make more sense. Instead of the familiar response of beating ourselves up in the struggle, we use our new understanding to lead us towards healing from a place of compassion and hope. Hi, Cher. Hey, Candace. How's it going today? Wonderful. Early in the morning for us here today, but it feels good. Yeah, I've had my cup of coffee and I'm I'm ready to go and tackle this topic called why dig up the past? Yeah, really important topic. I'm glad that we're going to take some time on this today. There's a lot of opinions about what it means to look at the past, dig up the past, go back to the past. And we know sometimes it's actually needed. And so we're going to talk about that today. But before we jump into our topic today, we want our listeners to get to know a little bit about us. So do you want to share a little bit about your journey of how you got here, maybe how we met and anything else that you want to share? Yeah. And of course I could take, you know, an hour doing this and I want to do it in about two minutes. So um, the quick version is I experienced a lot of trauma in childhood, um, pretty severe um, abuse of almost every kind, physical abuse, emotional abuse, sexual abuse, and it has affected my whole life. It affected the way that I developed and became a person. It, it, it has been the thing that has caused me to believe what I believe, to feel what I feel, to trust or distrust the way that I trust or distrust. And so childhood trauma has had a huge effect on my life, but I didn't know it for many years. I had no memories or very, very few memories of my childhood until I was in my mid thirties when I all of a sudden, like just memory started emerging of things that had happened to me when I was a child. And it really struggled for a long time with what is this even true? Where did this come from? Where, why, why haven't I known, you know, all, all through the years. So at that point I began just investigating what has happened to me and how do I deal with like this new reality? This is who I am. And I didn't even know it. And so I've spent a lot of time and energy through the years really working on my story to find ways to stop repeating the cycles over and over of how I did life. And, and in so many of those ways, it, I was doing life in ways that weren't working well for me. And deep down inside, I lived continually with the presence of deep loneliness mm-hmm. and feelings of emptiness that I wanted to be free from, and I didn't know how, but I kept searching. I kept talking. I kept asking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that eventually did bring me to story work, which in just a very brief description, like story work is where we bring a particular story of our childhood harm, like a moment, an event, 
that we write, we write it out. We bring in the details many times that are hard for us even to access mm-hmm. who was there, what was said, what actions were done, what kind of care did we, or didn't we get? And so, and that's how we met. We met in, we joined, we both joined a story group and learn, began learning this process of telling our stories in a way that was completely different than what we had experienced prior, even though we had done a lot of work. It was like, this was our first taste of really bringing a story of harm and being surrounded, like we talked about last time, in that context of, of kindness rather than judgment. And we both have found this to be so powerful in our lives and healing and helped us really overcome so many things that we have struggled with for literally decades. And so, um, yeah, I could go on and on. That's, that's me and just a really brief kind of glimpse. How how about you, Candace? I have to respond to a few things you said. (laughs) Yeah. Because I noticed you use the word to be free from loneliness. And though we have a growing freedom in these struggles, I'm wondering if it's not so much being completely free of those feelings, but you know what to do in them now. Exactly. Yes. Thanks for pointing that out. Because the last thing we want to really communicate is that like, now we have arrived, like life is perfect. And we have 100% like, yeah, not. Unfortunately, it's an ongoing walk, but really in a really different kind of way, because yes, when those feelings of loneliness come up, what do I do with it now? It's completely different than it was before. Yeah. So instead of those feelings controlling us or driving us to maybe do things or say things that we end up regretting, we're actually slowing down, mm-hmm. noticing, hey, there's there's that feeling of loneliness. Yeah. And here, here, here are my resources now. Yeah. I mean, the fact is, is that trauma presses us down. It's, it's oppression. Usually we're, we're really buried beneath feelings of guilt and shame and fear and unworthiness. And so looking at our past, digging up our past, literally, and sorting through what we find there helps us come out from under that oppression so that we begin to experience abundant life, tastes of it, experiences of it, not perfect, perfection, abundant life and flourishing and freedom and the things that we long for, love, right? Mm -hmm. To, To really feel seen and known and loved. I mean, it's profound. I'm glad you named that because in my experience, there's a lot of differing opinions and even some confusion on going back to the past to get stuck or wallowing in pity or can't move forward. But we contend when there's childhood trauma and we're bumping into the same struggle or the same reenactment, the same behaviors that hurt us or hurt others. We say it's good to consider what's going on here and finding someone who knows how to engage, which is so important. 
Yes. Those stories of childhood trauma and harm. Which leads me to, I'll share a little bit about me, but I do have another question for you. (laughs) Sure. This will be a long introduction, but we're already talking about the topic. Right. So do you have, do you want to share a little bit about your family or kind of the area you're from? If if not, that's okay. I'm just curious. Sure. Yes. Love to. Yeah. So I'm from Minnesota, which probably everyone from who's not from Minnesota has already, you know, identified my, my accent, which, you know, obviously I don't ever hear, but um, I'm from Minnesota, grew up here in a small town in kind of central um, Minnesota in a rural area. And uh, so I'm a country girl at heart, though I've lived most of my adult life in the city. Um, I'm married. I've been married for almost 40 years. And I have three um, amazing, beautiful children and two wonderful grandsons. And I am a coach. I love my work. I've done business coaching, life coaching, and now have turned my emphasis very much to story coaching. And um, yeah, that's me in, in, a, in a very small, very small way. Well, I'm so glad that I got to know you. And I think as we go forward, we'll be able to share more. So I found story work. It's been over two years ago. My first introduction was It's called the Story Workshop through the Allender Center. In the late 90s, no, in the mid 90s, I was commuting back and forth to college, going part time to get my degree in psychology. And I stumbled across this radio program with Dan Allender and I would listen and I knew I had stories, but I minimized it so much. And I and I didn't have a lot of the memories at that point, but I knew what I was hearing was significant. And there was a part of it that kind of made me mad and scared. So I didn't do much with it. In fact, I walked away from it, but over the years, it would circle back around. So when I heard about the story workshop, it took me a couple of years to sign up, but I, my father had passed away and I was having, you know, some deeper struggles and I decided to sign up for the story workshop. And that first experience and the kindness, like you said, really set me on a new path of like, I've never experienced this before. It's not that I didn't have other people who were kind and compassionate. There was a difference to it because it was in the particularities of the stories that I began sharing of my childhood harm and abuse and trauma. And so you said something in. I think it was our first podcast that you said, once you tasted that, you said, I've got to have more. Yeah. And that's exactly how I felt. And so that led me to hiring a story coach, which led me to doing story work with her and then meeting you in a a story group, which was, I think there were eight of us women that started in that story group. And that I had never had a small group experience like that. Yeah. That was what, two years ago, and we're still on this path together. And so that's a little bit of how I got here. But then also my, my background, I knew even when I was 18, I wanted to try to figure some things out. I was already confusing myself and confused by other people. And so 
that's really how it started. But I met my husband in college and we are getting ready to celebrate 33 years of marriage. I have four children. Um, three of them are married. We have four grandchildren. Just love doing life with our children. And now that I'm on this path of going deeper into healing of childhood trauma, there's been a lot of good things happen with my relationship with my children. And I know you can say the same. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All because we found a safe place to dig up the past, to excavate those things that needed to be excavated. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. And I could stay there with you for a long time. And I want to jump into our topic for today, if that's okay with you. Can I say one more thing? Yeah, sure. (laughs) I just want to say that I'm a Kansas girl. I grew up in Kansas, still love Kansas, but I live in Missouri now. So we're central USA people. (laughs) Yes. So Candace, as we jump into this topic today, why dig up the past? I'll just ask you the question straight out. And we, we did already talk about it a little bit in our introductions, but why dig up the past? When we have stories of childhood trauma and harm, and we have not yet been able to talk about them, we received no care in real time, oftentimes because we didn't tell anyone and it remained hidden. We began to listen to those stories from our own voice because childhood harm and trauma doesn't just come with violence against our bodies, but it also leaves imprints of messages on our heart and on our mind. And we believe them. And there are times that they can get challenged. You know, we grow older and someone might say, oh, but that's not true or quote a Bible verse which isn't necessarily bad, but this is different. Mm -hmm. These are stories that, and we'll share more about this later, that live in our limbic brain. It's where our unconscious drivers come from. It's those times that we do that thing again, or we feel that way again, or we keep saying that thing again, but then we go, Why do I keep going back there? And until we bring those stories into the light and we let other people help us see, because we can't see our own stories in the truest sense. And so that's what we want. We want truth, right? We want truth because the truth sets us free. So important. And I want to just make another point about the limbic brain. It's, it's, it's a part, it's a kind of the middle part of our brain. Um, when a lot of times when people talk about the brain or use your brain or, you know, I'm right brain, I'm left brain. We haven't historically known very much about the limbic brain. This is really coming to light much more in the last 20 years. And so just a very quick word about the limbic brain is the part of our brain that stores our memories, our perceptions, our beliefs, our feelings, and it stores all of that information in the context of the time in which it happened. Mm -hmm. So subconsciously, I go through life and when something happens that reminds me, whether I'm even aware of it or not, but reminds me of a traumatic experience in my past, I automatically respond according to that seven-year-old or nine-year-old or 12-year-old perception. 
And so all of our feelings about that then, even when we're an adult, and all of a sudden we find ourselves in a situation where we feel like a seven-year-old. There's a lot of shame around that. There's a lot of shame around why can I overcome this? Why do I keep doing life this same way? So there's shame. There's And then there's isolation in that because typically we don't talk about, oh, I'm feeling like a seven-year-old right now, um, even though sometimes we feel that way a lot. And I did feel that way a lot in my life. I felt like I was seven years old. So there's shame, there's isolation, there's secrecy. And when we're under that, we don't have freedom to be creative or to be vocal or to express ourselves in in any way other usually than small and hidden and compact. Mm-hmm. So it's it's so important that we go to these places of harm and see what's there, because the truth is it's there, whether we are acknowledging it or understanding it or not, like it is there in our brain. And as you said, unconsciously driving much, maybe even most of our behavior. What we're talking about works. If you do the work, it works. I jotted down a couple of things this morning. Like, why do we do this work? Because we want to understand why I think the way I think. I know I said a little bit of this before, why I believe the way I believe, why I struggle the way I struggle. So often we have these reoccurring struggles and we don't understand why we keep struggling with the same things over and over. We, we vow we will never do that again. Or we read a book, we learn, we, we really want to overcome the things that we struggle with over and over. And yet then we find ourselves there again. And understanding the past Understanding our stories can really help us overcome the things that we want to overcome because once we know the the source, the genesis of that struggle, we can begin to change it. You've shared a story about something that happened to you when you were in your early teens that, that just was really impacting for you. And I'm wondering if you would like to share that. Yeah, I'll share parts of that story. When I was, some of my stories of um, feeling extreme fear and aloneness as a child had already, you know, I already had several of those. And even one story that I actually thought I could die. Even talking about it right now, I actually feel some body sensations of what, what it felt like to just feel very alone. I often use the word even like dread. And so I was in the summer after my seventh grade year and ended up uh, meeting a guy who was actually quite a bit older and had my first sexual encounter. And though I didn't remember having these thoughts at a time in any real coherent way, I do remember feeling this is the most unalone that a person can be. You can't not be less alone than when you're having an intimate encounter. And that share that really began 
a journey for me of going into a lot of shame, a lot of hiddenness, a lot of, you know, I don't even have words sometimes because I know at the time I can look back and it was so what we will call dysregulating, but just high levels of stress and anxiety. Yeah. And thanks for sharing that. And I, there's a lot of vulnerability and bringing a story like that to this public place and yet with purpose, right? Because in that, on that day, you learned a, a way Mm -hmm. to cope with feelings that were extremely painful for you to feel. Mm-hmm. And I would like to ask, you know, as you fast forward years and now have more understanding of why those feelings of deep loneliness felt dreadful and even fatal at times. Now that you have a better understanding of that and the ways that you learned to to cope with that. How has story work and going back and really looking at those original stories of harm, how has it helped you be able to change the way that you feel and the way that you deal with those feelings of loneliness? I like the way you said that, the way that you feel and the way that you deal. It really started when I heard my story work coach, as I mentioned in our first podcast, use the words of course you have deep struggles because I had shared a few stories of harm with her at that point. It helped her to be able to go on that journey with me into the past to help me name what was really going on in the choices that I were, I I was making. And then the self-contempt and the shame that would come after that. And so there's a part There's a part of us that would say, why would I keep doing something that if I keep feeling that way or even outwardly people judging, why does she keep doing that? And so today I'm able to, you know, because I can still have intense feelings of loneliness at times. It's a normal thing, but I'm able to actually go back to why maybe those feelings go a little bit deeper for me than somebody else that didn't have those stories. And I've grieved over it. First of all, it should have never been in some of those situations. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've shed some tears over that. Mm-hmm. I've moved towards that little girl. Mm-hmm. And then I've moved towards that teenage girl and And I've been able to name more clearly why she was doing what she was doing. And my adult self, as I grew age-wise, why those struggles held on so tightly. And so what I've seen today is being able to slow way down, look at those stories more clearly, feel compassion instead of shame. And really have healthy thoughts and decisions around it. Yeah. Beautifully said. Thank you for sharing that. And I, it's so powerfully true that when we are able to go back and look at those stories of harm, it brings a whole new perspective. It literally changes the part of our brain where those memories are stored so that the way that we live our lives changes. 
It does change. I want to say this one thing too. I will never forget when my story work coach said to me, because I had named myself as a teenage girl and it was not a nice name. And I had been named and I called myself this name or identified myself in this way. And I'll just say, you know, rebellious, promiscuous, easy. And I remember her face softening and moving towards me and saying, oh, you mean that very frightened girl that was trying not to be alone. It rewired my brain in that moment. And it still is. Yes. Even as you say that, like I can just feel it in my body, the, the power of kindness in that moment and the words of somebody who saw you and was caring for you in a way that you had never received in that particular kind of context and brought love where you had actually had a lot of self-contempt. And as we just bring this podcast to a close and we don't want to, but we need to, I want to say to our listeners, what we're talking about here does, it has the power to change our lives. It has changed my life. It has changed Candace's life. It's hard work at times, but being able to move out of these places of deep shame and self-contempt and into these places of creativity and flourishing and love makes all of the hard work so worth it. And so Candace, thank you for being with me here today. And I look forward to meeting with you next week to bring more good and important content that we, we want to bring. So thanks a lot. Good to be with you, Cher. And thank you too. And I love you. I love you too, friend. Thank you for listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to suggested resources and social media. Like, subscribe, and follow to keep up with our weekly content. And if you don't mind, take a moment to rate and review us. Your feedback is extremely valuable and contributes to the success of this podcast. Music was created by Kayla Paxton, and our sound engineer is Jeremiah Jones of Auditory LLC. We welcome you to join us for more conversations soon. Take care.